0: Alex Simmons, how hey, are you I'm, I'm I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Glad to hear, see, well, hear from you, hear of you. Uh, I'll put a picture of you in front of me later, and that way i, you know, I got glad to see you, too. There you
1: okay.
0: go. I'm sorry? How have you been? I have
1: been Christopher Ryan. I have been okay. Uh, <laughs> <going> well.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> the, uh, the effort continues to get better as an independent uh in uh all facets of the publishing business and that is always a challenge
0: yes truly 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 it is yeah um we we, you know chris and i again we we kick around ideas about uh episodes for tell the damn story unplug by the way welcome everybody to another episode of that and last time we talked about um characters that influenced us uh, and influenced the creation of, of some of the characters in our stories. Another time, another subject we came up with and we wanted to talk about, you know, when we had the time was, you know, films that, that influenced um, our creations or influenced us in some other way that maybe had filtered into our work or simply, you know, because we are human beings too. Yes, we're creative geniuses, but we are just regular folk as well and and certain you know certain pieces of 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 entertainment that had somehow uh affected us so i'm i thought you know this time uh we would we would play with that one and because again whatever you know as creative individuals whatever we absorb somehow some way affects the work we put out and how we approach it even so, Chris, what 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 films, if any, you know, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption. What films do you feel have influenced either your life or your your creative efforts?
1: Well, um, in, in pre- preparation for this episode, I started thinking in terms of the City of series, uh, City of Sin, City of Woe, City of Pain and the yet to be written City of Love. Um, with mallory and gunner are uh, the two new mm-hmm. york city detectives that face often um, supernatural things you know but they uh, they're explainable sometimes sometimes they're not um, so i was asking asking myself what films that uh, that influenced that and I have a wide list so if you can give me a minute or two here we go
0: <laughs> certainly all
1: right, as far as films are concerned there are three that affected me um, especially during the writing of City of Woe and at least one review uh, gave me a hard time about one of the influences and then continued on to say the book was good nonetheless which was hilarious um, but the uh, there's two that uh, have come up in conversation about this book and one never did so I want to share all three Um, the first one is seven, uh, seven, uh, great, uh, what a, what a movie and dark, dark, dark movie. Um, and of course the correlation is that they find the killer's notebooks. And, um, to be completely honest, I had not seen that movie for years when I started writing and originally he had no books. And then I went to went back to look at it again. I saw it. So we changed that to index cards. And the reason why we changed that the uh, the killer leaves index cards is because I was writing every idea for a scene on index cards. It's one of the ways I organize for uh, novel writing or film or mm-hmm. writing. Uh, just I will get a, a ridiculous pile of scene ideas on index cards and then, you know, pre dome Move them around and all that. Yep, do all that stuff. So Seth mm-hmm. was one of them because... One of the things I really liked about that movie was that the detectives were never ahead of the um, uh, the killer, you know, and they were always trying to play catch up and it, it felt like they were trapped. And when I first writing, started writing City of Woe, it was a direct influence from my classroom, my daytime job, which is as a high school teacher, and we read uh, Dante's Inferno every year. So the idea was that, you know, the kids love the idea of Dante and the the ideas in the Inferno, but the language knocks them out. What if there was a modern way to tell the same story? And that's kind of the roots of City of Woe. But Mm. um, Seven definitely influenced in feel and, and, and in always trying to catch up. Um, the movie, the Denzel movie, Fallen. Um, again, where it was a situation where he was facing or con- a regular human being confronting uh, the devil or a demon, and mm-hmm. way outpowered, way outclassed, and and there were elements of that that were fascinating. Um, that demon jumped bodies; mine never did. Um, um. Well, actually, it, mine does uh, once, now that I think of it. So there's a direct steal from Fallen. Uh, Denzel, I have to write you a check for 38 cents. Um,
0: oh, big bucks. Okay. you know.
1: And then the third yeah. one I wanted to talk about was a movie that um, Mickey Rourke and Robert De Niro uh, starred in called Angel Heart. Mm. And um, uh. it was the tone of that movie more than the plot, uh, the, sto- the, the, the visual storytelling, the imagery, because it was set in New Orleans and I never have been to New Orleans. But when I watched that movie, I sweat like I'm in New Orleans. And it, you know, to be able to bring a setting, a place, so vividly into the um, audience's mind was something that uh, was impressed on me through that movie. Uh, mm. uh the other idea is that um the old saying of you know the longer you look in when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you um there's elements of that uh with Mallory and gunner, especially with gunner and um so those three films influenced um indirectly uh it wasn't like oh i'm gonna steal this i'm gonna steal this. it was that they lived inside me, some movies you know stay with you and some movies don't, you know. Um oh yeah. I'll tell you the love bug and chitty chitty bang bangs have stayed with me for years. I haven't <laughs> I haven't ever I saw those when I was single digits. I haven't ever come to a story that I can bring out the joys of of those two. But you know I they're still vividly in me. You know? Oh I don't know.
0: I don't know. I seem to remember a blackjack story that had its playful aspect. <laughs>
1: oh yes yes there is but that's more that's more another movie uh you know, with uh um, yeah,
0: we'll talk about that another time, with, right?
1: With maybe a Judy Garland influence. Um but
0: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but that home was home. also
1: yeah. a commentary on I aggressively wanted to be play fish out of water. And I thought that putting him on a Hollywood set would make Blackjack the fish most far further furthest out of the water. But yes. to get back to the City series, um some other influences. Of course I talked about Dante. Um the, the real secret between uh, uh, behind City of Woe, City of Pain, and City of Love is that they echo Dante's Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. But they're written so that if you don't know that piece of literature, you won't miss it. But the other influences besides those three movies, if I can stretch the topic for the day, just to show how much goes into producing a, a piece of work, Right. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about co- cop shows, right? And mm-hmm. um, I would say that uh, the City series and Mallory and Gunner are equally influenced by The Wire and Homicide: Life on the Streets and Barney Miller.
0: <laughs> oh my yeah, goodness! Now, that's a that's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Barney Miller was. Um, the, I I grew up in a, uh, a household of cops, right? Uh, my father was a cop. Mm-hmm. My oldest brother was a cop cousin was a cop i almost became a cop i was very i was accepted into the nypd and turned them down that's a story for another day um but barney miller was the only cop show they felt was realistic and then david simon's work with homicide life in the street the corner and then uh the wire was this great extended study of baltimore as a failing city and not only did you get the police story but you got the story of the city as character, the city uh-huh. as the motif. And uh, as one reviewer said about the city series, is that it's a love letter to New York City. So those influences are heavy in there. The commonplace everyday uh, uh, existence of cops that you see in Barney Miller is heavily influenced. I'm, I am i took great pains to make Mallory and Gunner very normal police officers. They're not super cops. They're neither Starsky nor Hutch. They're not Beretta. They're you know they are the cops I grew up around.
0: And he, he a, just dropped some some serious TV cop that's names. Right, right. <laughs> Google
1: baby, yeah. Google. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Also, um,
0: left out Cagney and Lacey, but that's I, okay. I did,
1: I did. Um, <laughs> maybe there's a little Lacey in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, uh, I grew up reading genre, uh, you know, um, and for for me, there's um, some bow of the knee to Elmore Leonard and um, Richard Price and Walter Mosley and De- Dennis Lehane and Stephen King all in. Their use, their conscious use of everyday vocabulary, rather than reaching for a thesaurus, um, short, direct sentences uh, telling the tale, and infusing their writing with real, real life detail and real life humor and funny. And, um, right. you mentioned
0: mosley and i when when i'm going to chatter away one yeah. of the things that uh, i think of is devil in the blue dress oh yeah yeah and yeah. and
1: i can't wait to hear what you say about mosley
0: mosley's one of my
1: favorite favorite writers i just got his new book i can't wait to read it but i'm reading russian roulette right now that's another story for another episode um <laughs> uh, i don't want to forget joe r lansdale and if you're not watching happen leonard Find it and watch it. Two Bear Mambo is on right now. It, Joe R. Lansdale is great storytelling. And I'm a I'm a an apostle of great storytelling. Uh, so also we have to add Richard Matheson, who wrote The oh, Legend. Yeah. And then a lot of the um, Twilight Zone stuff. And of course, if you mention that, you have to mention Rod Serling. So all of that came in. The relationship between Mallory and Ghana is... Um, heavily um, well two comic book authors Roy Thomas and Jim Starling always very influential but the relationship between the two characters heavily influenced by the 70s run of Captain American Falcon where they were very different people working really well together mm. and uh, I, I wanted to attempt that um, with Mallory and Gunner Mallory is a family man and reserved but driven to answer the questions he sees at murder scenes. And Gunnar is a a ladies' man and a bit of a wild boy. And all of that brings me to the last thing I want to say about influences, uh, film influences, um, other influences to this. One of the things that really uh, I I become uh, enamored with when I'm watching a film is how the characters are foils for each other and how they're really different sides of the creators. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. And one of the ways you can read City of Woe is on a psychological level where uh, Mallory is the ego and Gunner is the... Uh, Well, uh, Gunner is the ego, Mallory is the super ego, and the villain is the id uh, of whether it's me or one entity or whatever. Um, And they all clash together in that argument of what is the right moral thing to do and how to do it. Um, And I've seen this in a thousand films, you know. one of my favorite all-time films is Casablanca. And that is, mm-hmm. that is a, a moral struggle for Rick. And every other character is an aspect of his moral struggle. Even the lighting is an aspect of his moral struggle. The settings, aspect of his moral struggle. And if you can aspire uh, to even touch the, the shoe, of that level of artistry, then you're on your way. And uh, that's where uh, some of my influences come from, to try and do that level of storytelling. Uh, even in the blackjack, when, when, we, do, when we did um, Ransom for a Dead King, you know, the comedic character was meant to bring out aspects of Aaron that weren't brought out by the other characters in that. The, uh, the young king, was uh brought was meant to bring out um a different aspect of uh uh, aaron and blackjack than you know the things he was fighting against and of course the history the rich history of the richest king uh, uh in the history of the world was meant to bring out an entirely different side you know so you infuse all of that and that story I told you, you know, you know, I've wanted to write that story for 20 years. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah.
1: It comes from all of watching every movie, every TV show, every comic book, every genre book, the whole idea of I want so much to be part of that conversation and to show it the respect to add in the depth that I see reflected back when I watch stuff. I hope that helped
0: not at all. I, I didn't understand a thing you said. I'm a complete <laughs> waste of time. Damn it! <laughs> well, what were you talking? Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, no. Absolutely, absolutely on point. And it's it's funny because when Chris and I decide to talk about these things, we don't we don't really really map this out. It's not scripted. So um, I'm never really sure where he's going to go. Fully, I have vague ideas, and I you know I've known, I've known you, Chris, for over thirty years, so. I have a sense of your your personality and your character, but you know it, the conversation is always cool because I say, well, yeah, he's probably going to talk. To me. He might mention it, but then you go, you go off into some other area. and I go, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. So um, I always hopefully see
1: where you go. I always want to see where you go. Yeah,
0: well, you know, I'm I'm yeah. You know, I use the word amalgam before, and I maybe I'll use a cooking term this time. I think a really great broth, a really great stew. Is, is the ingredients and the ingredients especially if you're a carnivore um, it's it's the meats it's it's the vegetables it's the spices it's the amount of fluid it's the amount of time you simmer it mm-hmm. it's the it's the, the care that you you utilize in picking the ingredients and then how you prepare them and then how you serve it that's that's the whole meal and for me my Influences my creative uh, juices um, and all the little seasonings that go into the things that I write uh, come from the fact that I've ex- I've literally gorged myself to keep it on a on a food metaphor level uh, with everything that I could that I could get my hands on. I was hungry for visual and and literary and uh, uh, stimulation uh, as a kid growing up. In, in a, um, a quote-unquote tenement kind of neighborhood. I, I lived in the tenement, but I went to an elementary school where it was a lot of middle-class kids. Um, I went to an art high school that serviced the five boroughs. So we had children, teens coming from all over the city from different backgrounds, cultures, which, you know, financial situations. Art and design in New York City. And, and so just like my life, my, my entertainment, my, my uh, desire to consume uh, media was also uh, an amalgam of so many different things. So, I mean, I, I watched a lot of television as we talked about in one of the other episodes, I watched a lot of television and it was a funny thing because maybe because I was being raised by a single mother uh, and I had a very, you know, um, strong willed grandmother. Um, I, I was used to the images of women on television, which were usually domestic or again, damsels in distress but it was like okay you know a girl trips and goes help me and I'm going geez you know you know I, it was not like oh yeah of course a woman's gonna do that it was like come on I, I was tired of it so in the 60s when a British TV series was syndicated into the United States and it was called the Avengers oh yeah right and not the costume guys right now is the avengers it was emma peel and john steed can we just can we woman. just
1: hold on for a minute so we can sigh at emma emma peel
0: oh diana rig oh yes she was yes, everything she
1: was. wasn't
0: she Yes, style great beauty oh yeah she was poise yes she was and she it was, was the
1: better half of that uh, team
0: well the thing the thing that, the thing that i will say is yeah, yes i salivated <laughs> over her but let me get back to the important <laughs> stuff that makes me sound like i'm not two dimensional here Is that she? It was never like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go on this spy case, we're gonna figure this thing out, and once you get in trouble, Diana, Steve will come and rescue. Uh uh. It was you go this way, I'll go that way. Whatever they encountered, villain or or fool, they dealt with individually, or came back together on equal plane Mm -hmm. to take care of it. And and so I was hungry for that image. Uh, prior to that, the only other female hero that functioned along those lines was, again, a, a kids TV series called Annie Oakley, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, um, Gail was the name of the, the the actress. Her first name was Gail. I'm trying to remember her last name. It's not coming to me at the moment. But she she could fire a gun. She could ride a horse. She could rope a villain off that she was. She was fearless. And her whole thing was she didn't fight fight. But, you know, she would go throw herself into dangers. So to me, it was kind of cool to see these women, you know, getting into the action as opposed to tripping and hitting their head on a pillow and and being passed out while the hero, you know, the men fought it out and saved the day. So I was influenced by that. I was influenced by films like The Third Man or Casablanca, which you mentioned earlier, or From Russia with Love. Um, And again, The Third Man, Casablanca, From Russia with Love, "The Lady Vanishes," which is a Hitchcock film. these sure. are all films that took place in other countries. And so the globe-trotting, world travel, mysterious, you know different, the, the accents, all these things are very stimulating to me growing up on the streets of New York City. Yeah, I would run into someone who's Chinese or, or, or Hispanic uh, or Jewish. but I wasn't running into a lot of Frenchmen. I wasn't running into it. in those days, a lot of people from the Middle East. It, it, right. it just wasn't, quote unquote, the norm then. Um, I saw, I was 13 when I saw the film Rashomon, which, and, and which, you know, it's, it's like, why was a 13 year old boy interested in this film? That's very sort of, the imagery is very, you know, uh, um, eye catching and stimulating and, and all, but it's a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. And yet I was totally fascinated by this film. And I later saw The Bicycle Thief, which is a French film. I saw sure. Small Change, which is Truffaut, another French film. <laughs> um, I saw a number of British films. And what I began to realize, or at least feel, maybe I wasn't consciously calculating this, was that the world was huge. There was so many things out there to see. And yes, there was mystery, and there was danger, and there was beautiful women, and I wanted all of it. You know, In my imagination, I wanted all of it what i was being told i would have possibilities of getting somewhere near was the the little black characters in the little rascals or uh scruno i think that was his yes that was his name yeah the black character in the bowery boys so i would i would be running around with 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 white kids uh and i would be the the the, sort of the the um poor kid